1: and the great Greg Amzinger of MLB Network joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Of course, you can watch Greg on MLB tonight. You can uh, know that he is from St. Louis. He's a product of the Lindenwood University. And this weekend, you can see Greg virtually. He's going to be involved with the Cardinals' winter warm-up. Good morning, sir. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I'm still enjoying the afterglow of an amazing opening night performance from our St. Louis Blues. I watched every minute um it was a dominant victory against a great team could not start the season any better
1: isn't it fun to to be in the sports realm in the northeast and michelle did this when she was up in bristol at espn and have the blues be as dominant as they are especially because you're in the same building as nhl network right so it's gonna be pretty cool to have the blues be as good as they are it's so funny i'm
0: total fanboy when i see like you know Kevin Weeks walk around. I'm like, hey, what do you think of my blues? So I see <laughs> Scott Stevens. I like. I, I don't even know what that. I still want to ask him for his autograph. It's like <laughs> there's certain guys that I'm just so geeked out for. But I love the separation. There was talk when the NHL network uh, merged with us and, and we kind of oversee the production value of it. And uh, our, our production staff done an amazing job, at the NHL network. There's, there were talks that I had with my agents and, and uh, the network that maybe I could cross over and do both. I, I'm so glad I didn't do that because Randy, I like just being a, just a fan of one of my favorite sports. So growing up and I'm sure Joe Buck is the same way. I think uh, when it comes to this, yep. just not covering the blues, I just get to just be totally over-the-top biased about the Blues, which is what I need to still have in my life. Absolutely, Greg. Glad you still have that. Okay, so I want to read you a tweet from your colleague at MLB Network, John Heyman. He says, quote, Yadier Molina would be a bigger loss for the Cardinals than maybe even they realize, end quote. And this was from a National League scout on Yadier Molina as a free agent. Agree or disagree with that sentiment? Totally agree, without a doubt. One of the things I'll be doing with the Cardinal uh, virtual caravan, on Monday I'm going to interview the entire starting rotation with Mike Maddox, the pitching coach. So that's tricky during a Zoom call, so we're going to make sure that isn't clunky. Uh, But the reason this is a big deal to me is the Cardinals are the favorites right now in the NL Central with or without Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright the reason they're the favorites is because of their pitching, the combination of the rotation and their bullpen better than any other team in that division. Now, if you add Yadier Molina to what the Cardinals currently have, they are the heavy, heavy favorite to win. And with his experience have a legitimate chance at hanging with any of the teams in the NL East or even the Los Angeles Dodgers or the San Diego Padres. People don't want to wrap their minds around that. Like they're just waving the white flag before the season starts If you just add Molina to a staff that's as talented as the Cardinals have, it really is that much of a difference. Uh, Is it like adding Blake Snell and you, Darvish? No, totally get that. But in his postseason series, Yadier Molina is is Tom Brady in a two-minute drill. It's just the same kind of impact. Can't put your finger on why. There's no stats that tell you what instincts deliver.
1: But he's that important. I completely agree. So with that being said then, What should our disappointment level be that this isn't done? Because it appears that it's just a financial issue here. He wants to come back. They want him. So it seems to be only about money.
0: That's what it seems to be. Uh, But it's also an opportunity for a front office to move on. And it's always a a tricky thing uh, to not have a star fall on you. And we love our stars. I am completely biased for my favorite players, Yadier and Roland being one of them, that I'd rather lose with him than win without him. That's how I feel. I felt that way about pulse I'd rather lose with him than win without him. I don't care that Tampa Bay Rays went to the World Series. Forbes just gave the market value of every third, of all 30 major league baseball franchises. They went down in value. They went down after they went to the World Series. Because no one hangs their hat on players there. It's still an entertainment product and the Cardinals have done such a great job towing the balance there of being competitive and yet honoring the stars that people can walk around with Yachty and Molina jerseys at inside Bush stadium. It means something to Cardinal fans, their players. So I feel like with the moves that have been made and some of the moves that were not made that the Cardinals have made mistakes on recently, we can go in the laundry list of them, but I'm not going to, uh, I think, Giving a two-year deal to a catcher that's pushing 40 looks like uh, the wrong move. Uh, On paper, it seems like the wrong move to to a front office that's trying to be cutting edge and with the times. So because of COVID, this gives them that opportunity. It gives them the excuse. It just does. It gives them the excuse to move on, and we'll see if they take it. Greg, I want to ask you about an article I was reading this morning on ESPN.com. It was actually a year ago yesterday that Rob Manfred released his findings about the Houston Astros and announced their punishment for the the sign-stealing scandal. It's a year later. We've had a lot happen in the world with the pandemic. We've had a full, truncated season of baseball. But how do you view those players in that organization
1: right now, a year later?
0: It's a great question. I feel like the jury's still out on many of them, uh, George Springer's about to get handsomely paid. One team we know that won't do that is the Houston Astros. Uh, they're kind of going in one direction. Um, that said, this is a team that has enough talent to get back to the postseason and arguably win it. I mean, if Justin Berlander comes back at some point. Uh, this team has a lot of great players. So what do I think of Jose Altuve? Do I think his, his career's been scarred? Man, I can't get the image out of my head when he was rounding third base after he hit the bomb on an off-speed pitch from a, a guy that throws 104 miles an hour, rolled his Chapman when he was clinching his jersey saying, no, 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 don't rip this off of me. And then he ran right down into the, into the clubhouse immediately after he hit the walk off home run to knock the Yankees out of the postseason. Uh, I can't get that image out of my head. I can't get the image out of poor dusty Baker being dragged to the podium to talk about this stuff right after they hired him. Like what? Why would you do that? It had nothing to do with it. And then you got uh, Alex Bregman, who we all thought was one of the great players that, uh, of this generation. He's going to be one of the faces of the game. So much better than the guy that was drafted in front of him, Dansby Swanson. Man, he was so much better than that guy. Look, let's look at what they just both of them did in 2020. Dansby Swanson was a better player than Alex Bregman. So we don't know what kind of player Bregman is. We just don't. So if there's one positive I take away from it is we, we kind of know who, who still wants to fight, who, who actually believes in their skills. Carlos Correa is, is a guy. He's a leader to me. Carlos Correa became the, the bodyguard of Altuve and Bregman and Springer and all the guys that were getting slacked. He became the vocal leader of that team, and his stock went way up. We've got this huge free agent class of shortstops coming up at the end of the year. He's towards the top of the list because of the way he performed and led a Houston Astros team that had a losing record into the postseason.
1: It is interesting, Greg, though, the, even when we include Correa, and I, I'm willing to give players, because last season was weird, I'm, I'm willing to give players the benefit of the doubt. But for that 2020, 2020 season, It is what it is. Only eight players in Major League Baseball had a lower OPS than Jose Altuve. Only 10 had a lower OPS than Yuli Gurriel. Out of 142 eligible hitters, you look at Josh Reddick at number 120 in terms of OPS. You look at Carlos Correa at number 111. There was a pretty substantial drop-off for that offense without the apparent ability to take advantage of the cheating.
0: Well, uh, my friend Harold Reynolds said something that you know. What I thought was eye-opening. Now, if you take a look at their offensive numbers, Randy, once the postseason started, things changed. They all hit. They all played much better. They all did. And Harold's thought on that was, it, it, it changes your mentality when you know you're not going to get hit with a baseball. And I was like, wait a minute. They collectively thought the entire regular season they were about to get drilled. He said, absolutely. And let me tell you, I was in spring training a year ago with this team and I've been to many, many more funerals that were more fun than going to spring training with Houston Astros last year. It was terrible. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in sports. No one was smiling. It, it was awful. It was, it was as if it was like uh, a bomb went off and everyone was just wondering how many people were wounded. It was just crazy. So they didn't want to play. They were the bad guys. They were the villains. Uh, some thought it was just, some thought it was unjust and the, the, the clubhouse was fractured. It was a mess. So I think there was something to what Harold said that idea that they're coming after us, that any pitch could be coming at my head. At any given point, point of this game, a pitch could be coming at my head. Once that went away, we saw the Astros play like the Astros in October, and they almost went to the World
1: Series. Hey, one more thing. It was after we got off the air last week, and we had already talked to you, that the Francisco Lindor trade broke. You look at the Mets now, and I I want two things. I want the read that you're getting up in the New York metropolitan area about that trade in the Mets. And I want you to know, to tell us if they need anything else to be great.
0: Well, they're going to have to do something uh, to add to their bullpen, if you ask me. They're going to have to get more consistency in the pen. There are plenty of arms. Hendricks to the White Sox. Take him out of there. but. Uh, they're going to add one or two more pieces to that bullpen. Uh, the starting rotation, because of what Noah Syndergaard could be at some point this year, makes me think they're not going to be as aggressive and go get Bauer. But do you know what this comes down to, guys? It comes down to an owner that likes doing this. Steve Cohen is excited to own a baseball team. Yes, amidst COVID. I'm sure he didn't make a ton of money during the, during the pandemic. It, it's hard to do that. Everyone took a hit. This guy wants to own a baseball team, not to complain about how expensive it is, but to win a championship and to kind of be a fanboy about it. He brought a superstar to New York. And and it gets me to the the analogy I keep bringing up. If if, if the windows are bothering you, if the roof has a leak and you want to complain about it the entire time, sell the house. Sell it. (laughs) There's someone out there willing to buy it and fix it up. I'm tired of feeling bad for owners. It's not the way the game should be operated. This is a dude that wants to own a baseball team, and he's going to continue to bring in stars because he wants to win. He's a fan. It's why I'm on the phone with you right now because I'm a fan. I love baseball. And those are the kind of people that should be owning major league baseball teams.
1: Great answer great stuff as always Greg Amsinger will host a panel discussing the role of the starting pitchers with the Cardinals this weekend pitching coach Mike Maddox and the entire rotation and you can get involved by going to cardinals.com slash wwu that's winter winter warm-up just go to the Cardinals website and you can hear Greg as he talks to all of those starting pitchers I'm, I'm going to be watching and listening and you know,
0: I am not shocked by that, Randy, because you are just the most loyal Cardinal fan, and I and I love the Cardinals. But no one is more loyal than you, my friend. I you, I I gotta believe you played every round of golf with some sort of Cardinal logo on you, whether it's a golf shirt, a golf hat, golf uh, golf belt. You have a Cardinal logo on you at
1: all times. It's a wonderful thing. I do. You're exactly right. Yeah, when I'm <laughs> out on the course, there's uh, there's plenty of Cardinal items in my bag. You're 100 percent right. <laughs> That's why I love you, man. Hey, you're the best. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, guys. See you, Greg.
2: Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from LecVio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about LECVIO. That's L-E-Q-B-I-O. Lower. Longer. LecVio. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com/slash online privacy
0: protection.